Welcome back to Game Changers Podcast. It's great to be back with Joe Marinacci, Kyle Hespler, and our special guest, Sean Dupuy. We're going to give you a three-part interview with Sean as we talk about the NBA, get you caught up on college hoops, and give you a breakdown of the NFL Conference Championship games come Sunday. Some sports events that happened this week include on the PGA Tour, Hudson Swafford won the American Express at 23 under par, defeating Tom Hoagie by two shots. Swafford honored his late father, who died last month, with an emotional win. Quote, he taught me everything I know, how to be a dad, how to be a friend, how to be a champion, and how to play golf. Swafford, as a young kid, his gift from his father at the age of two was plastic clubs that he wore out that same day. But Swafford used some real clubs to clutch it down the stretch. A seven iron approach on the par 5 16th led to an eagle and then a birdie on the island hole Alcatraz 17th seized the victory. The Farmers Insurance Open is underway from La Jolla, California. The final round, a special Saturday night edition on CBS. Some big names in that one, including John Rahm and Justin Thomas, who are at the top of the leaderboard right now. In the Australian Open, Rafael Nadal is seeking his 21st Grand Slam title, which would break a steadfast between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. The sixth-ranked Nadal matches up against seventh-ranked Italian Matteo Berrettini, while second-ranked and favorite Daniil Medvedev matches up against fourth-ranked Greek Stefanos Tsitsipas as the draw narrows to the final four in the men's side. On the other side, number one Ashley Barty faces unranked American Madison Keys, while 28th-ranked American Danielle Collins goes up against 7th-ranked Iga Shivantek. We'll crown a champion down under in Melbourne, both on Saturday and Sunday. Exciting stuff in the first Grand Slam in the tennis calendar year. In the NBA on Tuesday, the Clippers had an all-time comeback. They trailed by 35 points, but they came all the way back to win it. A collapse of the ages for the Wizards. And it was all thanks to Luke Kennard, who pulled a Tracy McGrady Rockets moment, scoring seven points in the final nine seconds, including a game winner. Kennard was big time for the Clippers in that one. Some key matchups on Wednesday night included the Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the defending champion Bucks 115-99 as the top teams in the East continued to narrow on that number one spot. Additionally, the Nuggets defeated Kevin Durantless Brooklyn 124-118, while the Phoenix Suns leading the way in the Western Conference defeated Utah 105-97. The trade deadline is close to approaching in the NBA. Which teams are buyers? Which teams are sellers? It's going to be interesting to see as that all unfolds. Additionally, what's happening with Ben Simmons? A lot of excitement, a lot of uncertainty, and we'll keep you up to date on what unfolds going forward in the NBA. We now give you the NBA edition of our interview with Sean as he breaks down his thoughts of the association. Sean, it's great having you here. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate you three let, letting me come on. Uh, I've been a fan of the podcast so far, and I'm honored to be the first guest. Appreciate you joining us today, Sean. Jack, you highlighted some great points in the NBA. Um, as the All-Star break approaches, there's some big questions that come to mind um, as we look back on the first half of the season. Sean, I'll start with you. What teams have surprised you the most so far this year? 
Um, I mean, you know I got to go with my Golden State Warriors. Uh, nobody expected this team to be sitting at the two seed um, at the start of this season in the Western Conference. Um, obviously, with Clay out and uh, James Wiseman out in the beginning of the season, um, I don't think anyone expected Steph, Draymond, um, Andrew Wiggins to lead the Warriors uh, to the top of the Western Conference. And I've really enjoyed watching some of their um, bench players, including uh, Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II. Um, and, yeah, I think this team just kind of reminds me of some of the pre-Kevin Durant um, Warriors teams moving the ball effectively. Um, Steph's been electric. Um, it's kind of cooled off a little bit since the new year, but I expect him to pick it back up. Um, and I think this team can make a deep run in the playoffs. And then um, some of the other teams, um, Memphis, um, Cleveland, 76ers, they've all looked really good this year. Yeah, I got to go uh, Cavs on this one, like Sean just said. Um, last year, they were 22-50. and 50. Uh, I mean, basically, they've been one of the worst NBA franchises in the past, ever since I've been alive, basically, outside of, obviously, LeBron being there. He uh, brought the championship there and had them as a top uh, team in the East for years. But outside of that, those couple of years where LeBron was there, they were terrible. So, And then even last year, they were one of the worst teams in the league, 22-50. and 50, And now they're third in the East, which is just crazy to uh, even think about. Um, Evan, Mo- Evan Mobley from USC, uh, rookie, averaging 15 points per game, really been a, a great pick for them. Uh, Okurio Garland from a couple couple years ago, I remember him getting drafted in the top 10. Um, he's been really playing well. And then obviously Kevin Love, who's just kind of their leader. So I think they, they've been really surprising. And I, I'd like to see if they really can make a run in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, I, I don't think they can win the championship. That would just be completely shocking, but I'd like to see if they can win uh, maybe a playoff game or two or playoff uh, series or two and see what they can do. But, yeah, they've been pretty pretty shocking so far for me. Yeah, a couple of teams that have surprised me so far this season. Um, obviously, as Kyle talked about, the Cavs um, being so high in the Eastern Conference, as I mentioned earlier, beating the Bucks. Um, I feel like they play a really good defense. Um, and it should be interesting to see how they can kind of transition into the playoffs once one team has a matchup against them. They don't really have a star. Obviously, Mobley's playing really well, and he mentioned a couple other players on their team. Um, but they've definitely been surprising. I think Sean also mentioned it, the Memphis Grizzlies. They played without John Morant for a few games this season. Um, and they're still third in the Western Conference, just two back of Golden State. So I think they're um, obviously... A, a very good team that kind of was surprising to me as well. Um, a team that's surprising me, um, poorly performing, number one, the Trailblazers. Um, obviously, Damian Lillard's been out all, half this season, but um, and you can't really expect um, injuries or not injuries, but that was a team that's been um, in the top half of the Western Conference for most years recently. Um, and another team is the Hawks. They went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know that was kind of... Um, on a whim and a prayer last year, but they're 12th right now in the Eastern Conference. Um, so definitely some interesting bad teams as well um, on the surprising side. Yeah, it's a great point, Jack. Um, my team that has surprised me the most that's done the best, um, like you guys mentioned, is Memphis. Uh, not only are they third in the West, but they're also third best overall in the NBA, third best record. Um, Jaws really put the team on his back, leads the team in points and assists. Um, and besides Jaw, the team's made up of Steven Adams, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and Desmond Bain. I mean, not a great lineup. Um, 
And yeah, and really the team that surprised me that has underperformed is the Knicks. You know, going to the playoffs last year, they have all these weapons around them and they're just not doing much. Um, it's kind of disappointing as a Knicks fan, um, but hopefully they could turn it around in the second half of the year. Um, and then the next question we have in the NBA, what player has outperformed expectations the most so far in this first half of the season? Yeah, I would I would go um obviously I think John Morant's a big answer, but I, I think DeMar DeRozan. Um I feel like he's all, always been solid. Obviously with Toronto, he was their marquee play, piece and even with the San Antonio Spurs. Um and they have a lot of weapons, but the Chicago Bulls are one of the best teams in the um Eastern Conference and I feel like DeRozan's kind of the anchor that's keeping them at the top. Um so I would say DeMar DeRozan's kind of been outperforming his expectations for me. Um, leading that Bulls team to one of the top seeds right now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, you guys talked um, talked a lot about the Cavs. Um, and Kyle mentioned him earlier, but I think, um, at least for a rookie, someone who's impressed me a lot is Evan Mobley. Um, I saw a stat that he's third in the league in defensive estimated plus minus at plus 4.2. Um, and rookies never, like really ever, have a positive um, and plus minus for their teams. Um, Mobley's blocking shots, rebounding. And I think he's been a big part in the Cavs' success this year and um, helped anchor that defense. And like Kyle mentioned, he's averaging 15 and uh, fifteen points and 8.2 rebounds. And then other guys, um, Desmond Bain from Memphis, um, he's been a huge factor um, to Memphis's, uh, Memphis's success this year, um, especially when Morant's been out. And then, yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's kind of like a, a little bit of an MVP candidate right now. So um, I've been, been impressed with him, too. Yeah, those are all good guys. Um, Evan Mobley, yeah, he's been surprising for sure. Uh, I got to go John Morant. We kind of talked about it already, but um, leading Memphis to one of the top seeds in the West, averaging 26 points, seven uh, assists, six rebounds. Um, top five in the MVP talks right now. Uh, just really been uh, crazy to watch. And we think back a couple years ago, those first couple picks in the draft with Zion and then Ja. And clearly, we see who won that that draft pick so far. Zion just really not even playing, just injured all the time. And Jaw is a front runner, uh, top player for the MVP. So pretty interesting to think about there. But someone else to think about is um, kind of relates to Jack's pick with um, Demar Derozan. We see uh, Zach Levine also in, um, although farther down, but also in the talks of MVP. Um, he's averaging 25, four rebounds, and four assists. Um, him and DeMar DeRozan are really just leading the Bulls, who are also another pretty solid team. That's a little surprising. So um, they got all the pieces, it seems like. And Zach Levine's kind of leading the way there. So those are the those are the couple of guys that are surprising me. Um, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of great players this year, a lot of surprising guys. It's been fun to watch for the NBA. Yeah, those are some great guys. I got a little outside-the-box one here. Fred Van Vliet has been a big shock to me. Um, he's first for the Raptors in points per game and assists per game. Um, he's actually tied for 12th in the league in averaging seven assists per game. Um, and he doesn't really have any weapons beside him, besides Siakam. Uh, he, yet he leads the league in minutes per game out of anyone. He averages the second-most threes attempted per game. 9.9 right behind Curry. Um, and he shoots 39.3% from three on the year. 
and only Curry and Lillard have ever averaged at least 10 threes per game while making 40%. Um, Van Vliet's right on the line of that. Uh, he's going to make the all-star team, and somehow his team is only ninth in the East, ahead of the Wizards, Knicks, Hawks, and Pacers. I mean, he's led his team to a better record so far than Trey Young has done with his Hawks team. Um, so he's just been a really big shock to me. Uh, he's shooting the ball great, really making his team better, and I'm excited to see if the Raptors can make a push to the playoffs. Yeah, shout-out to Scotty Barnes also as a weapon for the Raptors. Um, and I would say a team that I was thinking about as a surprise team was the Wizards. They had a really hot start, um, but they've had a tragic fall, just as they did the other day against the Clippers. Um, so definitely something to watch out for in the East. There's six teams within about two games of the number one seed. Um, so there's a lot of parity. I know in the years past, it, it was the Cavs versus um, the Warriors every year, it seemed like. Um, and there's kind of been dynasties built. So it's kind of exciting to see a lot of these new teams kind of jump out and have a chance. But I think at the end of the day, um, we're still going to see some of the, the better teams find a way to get to the finals, whether that's the Nets or the Bucks in the East um, and probably the Suns or the Warriors in the West. That'll do it for today's Game Changers podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening in, and we hope you join in on the predictions, debates, and keep up to date on our Instagram page at game underscore changers underscore podcasts. Again, this is just the first of three parts with Sean Dupuy. Well, a little sneak peek of the next two include college basketball and NFL. So stay tuned for those as well. This is Jack Fury saying see you next time.